Okay, so uh, we've got a great show for you uh, coming up in just a second. We want to also tell you about our sponsor. It's Relief Factor. Uh, Relief Factor has, uh, has changed a lot of people's lives, including mine. Uh, Relief Factor is the way to relieve pain the natural way. Um, I, I hate this, and I'm so happy to hear that Stu is the same way. Oh, totally. When it comes to natural remedies, I'm like, oh, come on. I just feel like there's so many that are just scam products. Yeah, it's like, eat this bark. Yeah, right. 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 Uh, you chew on a tree and you'll feel better. <laughs> right. That's why I think with Relief Factor, you know, I've seen it with you, right? I've seen yeah. it with people around this building, and it actually is making a difference for people, which is great. Yeah. 100% drug-free, but created by doctors. Four key ingredients that help your bodies fight against inflammation, and that's where most of our pain comes from. 1995, and you're going to have a three-week quick start. Grab this. Try it for three weeks. 70% of the people who try it for three weeks go on to order more and they find relief like i have with relief factor that's relieffactor.com relieffactor.com the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenbeck program there is there are a couple of stories today that that show the press completely exposed jim acosta naked on the border i can't wait to share my thoughts on Jim Acosta. Also, there was a first yesterday. And while it's it's not the best use of it, it, I think, is a shot across the bow with deep fakes. There's a story that um, uh, was released yesterday about how a television station uh, changed the feed of the president and made him look just nuts. It's a deep fake. But is this the first real deep fake of the election in 2020? I think it is. If you've been listening to this program, you know what a deep fake is. We've been talking about them for years. And we told you this is going to change things. This one didn't, thank goodness. But the story, there's something wrong with the story. And we'll get into that. And Bill O'Reilly, all on today's program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, we've uh, moved a lot of the commercials uh, out of uh, this uh, broadcast. We've, uh, we've we've decided to make sure that um, we're only stopping as, as 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 little as we possibly can. So we've uh, taken the commercials and moved them out, and we only stop twice in a half hour for one minute each time a live commercial, and this is one of them, and it's about X Chair. X Chair is a great chair. Uh, and really top of the line. I mean, it has this, this. I'm sitting in an X chair now, and it has absolutely everything. I believe, I believe, I might be going with Elon Musk to Mars. I think this thing could fly <laughs> as well. I'm not sure. Um, it is just very sophisticated. Just a great, great chair with lots of support. It's comfortable, and that's the part you care about. It's not about all the bells and whistles, though. It's it's a comfortable chair. Yeah, right. It really makes you, comfortable. especially if you have to sit at your desk all day long. Mm-hmm. It's just really comfortable. You mm-hmm. don't even feel like you're doing it, and mm-hmm. that's what I like about it. So X chair is is great. You get the optional headrest. You can also get a footrest. In fact, you get that if you use uh, my name Beck B E C K as the uh, promo code. But I also want to tell you that they now have the X-Basic. This is the one that does not go to Mars. 
but it has all of the adjustments that you normally would expect and all of the adjustments that you would want. It will and do, it is still the, as comfortable as the, you know, souped up Mars chair. It will do international flights, however. It will. Yes, you can fly to wow. the UK uh-huh. direct uh-huh. Uh, to Heathrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, were you worried about the drones? Maybe those are the maybe those are the drones, the X basic, the X chair on sale now. Hundred dollars off. Just go to X dot com. That's the letter X chair dot com or call eight four 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 X chair eight four 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 X chair. Use the promo code Beck. You get the free footrest as well. That's X chair X chair dot com. So Jim Acosta has a real problem with the president uh, saying this is a humanitarian crisis. Oh, my gosh. He was he was out yesterday in the blazing sun. He was down at the border where there is a border fence, a border wall, one of those big uh, iron slatted uh, uh, iron walls where, you know, the ones where they're like, look, you could just cut right through this. Well, there hasn't been anybody who's cut through one of them, you know, unless you were there with a blowtorch and you were doing an example on TV. Uh, But Jim Acosta was there and uh, it was about one o'clock in the afternoon and he's walking around in his sunglasses by this wall and says, look, I see I see the vets here and there there isn't any humanitarian crisis. There isn't any problem. In fact, here's the audio. Listen to this arrogant fool. And here are some of the steel slats that the president's been talking about uh, right here. Uh, As you can see, yes, you can see through these slats to the uh, other side of the U.S.-Mexico border. Mm. Uh, But as we're walking along here, we're not seeing any kind of uh, imminent danger. There are no migrants trying to uh, rush toward this fence uh, here in the McAllen, Texas area. (laughs) As a matter of fact, there are some other businesses uh, behind me along this highway. There's a gas station, Burger Mm. King, and so on. Mm. Uh, But no sign of the national emergency that the president Mm. has been talking about. Mm. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's pretty tranquil down here. Yeah, huh. it's pretty tranquil. Um, you know, where were you, Jim? Uh, in in McAllen, Texas, when I was in McAllen, Texas, you know, because there was a humanitarian crisis. In fact, could we play the audio, please, please the montage between President Obama and President Trump on the humanitarian crisis at the border? We now have an actual humanitarian crisis on the border that only mm. underscores the need to drop the politics and fix our immigration system once and for all. This is a humanitarian crisis, a crisis of the heart and a crisis of the soul. In recent weeks, we've seen a surge of unaccompanied children arrive at the border, brought here and to other countries by smugglers and traffickers. The journey is unbelievably dangerous for these kids. Child smugglers exploit the loopholes and they gain illegal entry into the United States, putting countless children in danger on the perilous trek to the United States. They come up through Mexico. Protecting public safety and deporting dangerous criminals has been and will remain the top priority. We will begin removing the more than two million criminal illegal immigrants from the country. But we are going to refocus our efforts where we can to make sure we do what it takes to keep our border secure. We want to secure our border. 
Thank you, Mike Broomhead, who happens to live in a border state, Arizona, and our affiliate in Phoenix for uh, putting those uh, that montage together. It wasn't real difficult because uh, both of them have been talking about humanitarian crisis, and everybody in America knows it except for the, quote, journalists like uh, Jim Acosta, who was, again, down at the border. You know, and, and if, you, if you look at when border crosses happen, they usually happen around lunchtime right there by the Burger King and the giant wall. <laughs> um, either that or they happen in the middle of the night under the cover of darkness. Now, Jim Acosta is going to... Uh, um, Jim Acosta is going to be on a couple of other assignments this week, so you know, because there's some other real tragedies that are going on, some other things that he has uncovered. Uh, for instance, people say, you know, Broadway is doing well. You know, hey, theater, this is a great time for the theater in New York. Well, Jim Acosta will be down on Broadway on Monday night to show you not a single theater is open. Not a play is happening on Broadway on Monday night. Then on Tuesday, he's going to be around 11 o'clock going around the country at some of our biggest churches. And he will 11 o'clock Tuesday morning. Don't miss the Jim Acosta expose on how most of American churches are empty. The fact that Americans <laughs> attend weekly service is a lie. And Jim Acosta will be exposing that. Oh, my gosh. This guy is so crazy. He is the worst, man. It's all about Jim Acosta. None of this means anything. I, I, he's Yes, he hates the president. But that is secondary to him. his love for himself. Yeah. And that is what is so disturbing yeah. about Jim Acosta. I mean, again, you're making the point, right? If there's a wall there, if there were people rushing to the border in the middle of the day, which that's not when they do it typically, but if that's when they were doing it, they would pick a different spot to do it. They wouldn't do it right there because of the wall you're standing next to. Well, look, uh, I think, Jim, uh, your your station may have had some footage at some point or you may have seen it on another network where they were charging the border in the middle of the day at a fence. But that was in San Diego. That's where the humanitarian crisis is happening that we've been talking about for the last few months. You happen to be in the place where the humanitarian crisis was happening under Obama. That's why I was there. That's why I called CNN and said, hey, do you know that they're putting kids in cages? But you weren't there. You were probably at the zoo doing the expose. Glenn Beck says they're putting children in cages. Well, I'm here at the San Diego Zoo, and I don't see any children in these cages. Come on. Uh, he is just the worst. He is the worst. The best thing I is, though, the best thing is they're just so discrediting themselves. Even... Even liberals had to watch that and went, oh, dear God, Jim, what are you doing? Well, it's amazing he didn't realize, right, that he was making the opposite point. And that's why people jumped on it and are making fun of, of the report. But it separates it from every other report Jim Acosta does. Um, and I think we missed the larger uh, issue here is that his point there. Let's just say he made it in front of a small wall or a place where there was no wall and it was at night. 
right? Mm-hmm. It would be disingenuous to go there and find one place at one moment and act as if you're disproving the president because at that one moment, no one was crossing. Not true. Not true. It is not true. true. No, and, it's and, not. And, and I proved it. I proved it. Mm-hmm. Last night, mm-hmm. I went to the so-called Mayo Clinic, mm-hmm. and I was there at the nurse's station the whole night, and I didn't see I was surrounded by healthy people. So this thing, oh, cancer and the uh, Mayo Clinic is just riddled with sick people. I was there at the nurse's station the entire night. So please don't start with that. Can I can I say what my favorite part of this entire rant was, by the way? Yeah, it was, you made very funny points. But my favorite part about it is you're so in the world of Broadway that it was completely obvious to you that plays don't happen on Monday nights. Like to me, I was like, "Why Monday night? Wouldn't why wouldn't there be plays?" <laughs> and to you, it was so you're so no, into no, Broadway. No, no, no. You I know did think it's no, no, dark. No, no, no. On no. that night, I know the only reason why I used it is because I know that everybody with Jim Acosta and CNN know exactly <laughs> when. That's why I followed it with churches on Tuesday. <laughs> Yep. We have the uh, the deep fake guy on in a minute. Uh, his name is Todd Herman. Uh, and it, it, he and a listener exposed something that I think is much more important than um, than most people think. And there's something wrong with the story. And I want to talk to him about it. It's coming up in one minute. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor. It's Field of Greens. Field of Greens is great. It's a uh, it's an actual superfood. You don't need any supplements uh, along with this superfood. It's like a border wall around salad. You yeah. never have to Thank cross you. it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. If you hate salad as much as I do, and if you're tired of people saying, you got to eat your green vegetable. If a kale person comes up to me when I am taking a picture of this sad sandwich that my son-in-law is being forced to eat by his wife. I I looked at him yesterday. By his wife? But yeah, my daughter. Your daughter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and <laughs> she remains his wife like, in did, this case. Did you like get it, throw her out of the family because of her salad oh, habits? Gosh. No, it's not the salad habits. It's the sandwich. I'm going to take a picture of it if he brings it in today, if he has it again today. He's had it two days in a row. It is, it's wrapped in like, I don't know. I don't even know what kind of leaf it is. It's, it's, it's not bread. That's a leaf. And I don't even know what kind of leaf. It's like a leaf from a jungle. It's not right to do to man. <laughs> all right. Anyway, if you hate salads as much as I do, uh, you can get all of your servings of your fruits and vegetables that you need in just a little teaspoon. And you just put it in water or whatever it is you're drinking, and it's good. and gives you everything that you need. BrickHouseGlen.com. BrickHouseGlen.com. Promo code Glen. Get 15% off. Try it. It's so worth it. You never have to have a salad again. 10 seconds, station ID. From the Todd Herman Show, it is uh, Todd Herman in Seattle. Uh, Todd, I wanted to get you on because of a story that broke yesterday and you were at the center of it. You and one of your listeners. Can you tell can you tell me exactly what happened? Because either something is missing in the story or something is wrong. Okay, Uh, Glenn, I appreciate you having me on. It's a real honor. Um, Yeah. Lester named uh, Jeff forwarded me um, a video he took on his smartphone 
of a promo that had been running on Q13 here locally. And they actually generally do a very good job. Um, but the promo looked weird because the president um, looked very, very strange. They were promoting their analysis of the president's um, Oval Office speech. And Jeff noticed that the president looked distorted. So he sent us a copy. We gave it to our video team um, at KTTH. And they ran through it, looked at it, said, yeah, this looks really doctored. So we broke the story, contacted Q13 and their news director, Erica Hill, and said, look, we're going to be fair here and say this appears to be um, a doctor footage in all of one day. They did an investigation and came back and said, yeah, um, apparently this, you know, they didn't say it was doctor, but they let the editor go. And Glenn, you've seen the video. It's pretty bizarre uh, what they appear to have done to the president and, and photoshopped him to look 15 shades extra orangey. Um, also made him look like he was manically licking his lips, all kind of lizard style. So it's a bizarre presentation. So here's the here's the problem with this. And look, I, I grew up in Seattle. Uh, this is KCPQ, isn't it? Yeah, the station. When I was there, KCPQ uh, was, you know, just a, like an also ran awful station. It's not like that anymore. It's a it's a decent uh, it's a decent station. And you say you talk to Erica Hill um, uh, and she was the news director. Why did it take? someone who listens to you to capture it on their smartphone, call you, then you call the station. Does no one at KCPQ watch their station? Is no one at KCPQ seeing their promos? Is, is, is everyone at KCPQ blind? Because this was the most obvious. When he stops towards the end and he's licking his lips, it is so clear that either the president is mentally unstable and should be removed from office, or this is a deep fake. Uh, yeah, well, Glenn, I'll tell you, to be clear, Erica sent us a, a statement, um, so I haven't spoken personally with her. I, I don't want to commit any, uh, any fake news uh, on your show. So she sent us statements, a series of statements. I had the same question. I have a friend of mine who's a videographer, and he said, look, um, a promo like this would go through layers of supervision. Absolutely. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to err on, on the side of not um, judging people I don't know. It's egregious. What you described, the promo is ridiculous. Um, in fact, it's, it's, it, to me, it frightened me to look at it. I was praying. I was praying this was doctored. Um, so we've done a follow-up to ask, like, were there layers of supervision missed on this? Maybe you were busy, et cetera. But someone somewhere should have approved this. And I want to be clear, again, um, I use their stuff, Q13 on the air, because they are actually, I think, doing good work and trying hard. Um, at least they fired the person the next day. And I'm not all jumping up and down that someone's career ended. I hope they'll take it as a learning experience that – you know, maybe go ask Nike for an endorsement now. You risked everything. <laughs> yeah, here's the here's the part of the story that doesn't make sense to me, that it made it on air um, in the first place. And and how long did it run? At least it, it, it ran several times. And your listener, a conservative, was the only one. Did anyone call KCPQ and say, uh, hey, what is this problem? The president looks weird. Nobody. Now, I know it's Seattle, but yeah. nobody called. 
Nobody watched it from KCPQ. The receptionist wasn't sitting there in the the empty reception area and just going, I hate my job so much. And looking up at the television because they had nothing else to do and notice that the president looked like a monkey. (laughs) Nobody noticed that. In, in Seattle, it's really difficult to pick up the phone when you're, you know, shooting a parent in one arm and <laughs> so you've you got that challenge as well. And I think probably in Seattle, there's a lot of people saying, "Thank God, someone has unfiltered the president." We knew he did this yeah. with the clip. It's crazy. I, mean, I know you're not a, a stranger to the area, um, and it's gotten it's gotten very, very bizarre out here, you guys. Very, very bizarre. It's, hot. it's it's amazing because you're kind of in the middle of what I think is a real milestone. I mean, this technology is going to come, and it's not going to come from some editor at Q13. It's going to come from the Chinese government, right, manipulating footage yeah. and really changing people's opinions. You're kind of like in the middle of the first time this has ever, as far as I know, ever happened like on a this. news station like this. Yeah, I, I think this is um, – I've been talking about deep fakes for how many years now? A few. Three years. Yeah. Uh, and – talking about how 2020 is going to be a, a a really bad year for deep fakes and you're going to start to not believe your eyes and when i saw this story i thought this is this is history this one todd you're going to go in history books i really believe in, in the end this story will end up in any important history about deep fakes because this is the first well, time think- that i've seen a a news station try to manipulate something and use deep fake technology uh, to uh, to skew an opinion or or an election. Well, and I hope, uh, Glenn, that I truly hope the editor takes this as a sign that maybe you've gone too far. But on the other side of me, the cynical side of me thinks uh, how many media companies are sending him now uh, or him or her invitations to go to work there. I'll tell you another local flavor to this that might interest you both is that Seattle Times um, who accidentally for a little while uh, pretended they broke this story. And then they were kind enough to point out that we actually did. They went to great pains after they ran this to show a whole bunch of circumstances where conservatives have doctored pictures, etc. And they kept adding to it. And I was screaming at them. Well, wait, this is very, very different. This is a news station, not just manipulating this, but they could easily have put words in the president's mouth. And I mm-hmm. think that's what you guys are pointing to. Yes. Technology that if you could have the president say something he's not saying at all, um, it's bad enough with the, the you know the the way the media twists things now. But I absolutely agree that this this had better be a wake up call, and it's, I'm really pleased you guys point that out. Todd, thank you so much, and uh, appreciate your uh, good work. Um, Todd Herman from KTTH in Seattle, who broke the story of the deep fake from Q13, a a, a news promo for uh, a news station that made the president look like a monkey and using deep fake technology. Horrible, horrible first step. This is a milestone. Mark my words, by 2020, 2022, you will no longer be able to believe your eyes. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Our sponsor is ZipRecruiter. Figuring out who is the right person to hire because the wrong the wrong person walking in can change the culture. Um, you really need to be able to find the right person that you're looking for. And I know what business is like the 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 uh, find them in a expedient manner. You don't have a lot of time. This this service from ZipRecruiter has changed so much because of deep learning and everything else and algorithms. 
They can now help you find the qualified candidate that you need within an hour. Most people, this used to be within the first day. It's now within the first hour you can find a qualified candidate. ZipRecruiter, unlike anything else, try it for free and hire right the first time. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Looking for somebody to hire? ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. It's free. Subscribe to BlazeTV.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck and save 10 bucks. One of the shows you're going to get access to is Pat Gregg. He's coming up next here on The Blaze. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Joining us now is Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat, big story of the week. The thing you're focused on today is? I'm focused on the wall. I'm focused on the wall. The immoral, ineffective, inefficient wall. Walls don't work. They're immoral and they don't work. We all know that, right? The walls on my house work pretty well. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Keep rain out. Animals. Yeah. You know, yeah. intruders. They're very immoral, though. <laughs> but very, very immoral. Because I should just let whoever wants to walk in walk, walk in. in. <laughs> Come That's on exactly in. Exactly right. right. Exactly right. And have be no respecter of persons. Right. Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres is taking down the walls around her house. Is she? Yeah. And the walls, around, you know, under her roof. Oh, my gosh. Uh, because they're very immoral. <laughs> and, uh, and in fact, I think a lot of people in Hollywood are just trying yeah. to make that point. They're going to take down all of the walls around their houses. I think they probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because they don't need them. And they're immoral, of course. <laughs> we know how moral all of Hollywood is. <laughs> yeah. Don't we, though? <laughs> don't we? When they're not raping each other. Yeah. They're busy being moral. So, yeah. like, at all once, times. Right. Once every three months, then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. About that uh but i got a list of things that uh the democrats have funded recently that are just a tad more expensive than well the they're probably a tad more moral way more moral okay things like rural utility service this is a program that was put into place to bring electricity to rural communities and I just I can't wait for the day when communities out in the country can finally get electricity. It's never I don't happen. know if that will ever happen. It's never no. going to happen. <laughs> will no. it ever pipe dream no. happen? You know they don't have they still uh, they don't still don't have high speed. They still have dial up, right? Uh, right. And I don't know how they're running that dial up without electricity, but soon, it, right? Soon, soon. Yeah. Of course, this happened what eighty ninety years ago, mm-hmm. and now it actually is being used to bring them high speed internet. And uh, that is kind of what they're using the $8.2 billion a year for. Hmm. $8.2 billion So can I ask a you, year. can I ask you if we already have $8 billion a year of funding for high-speed dial-up, mm-hmm. how come we're still hearing about people who don't have high-speed dial-up as a, as a political... Because it's a, a pretty multi-trillion good dollar problem, Glenn. That's why. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Okay. Uh, All right. Each home in a rural community that gets internet costs the U.S. Mm-hmm. government $1.3 trillion. I did not yes. know that. It's true. Wow. We okay. spend $6 billion a year subsidizing sugar and high, oh. high fructose corn syrup, which is way more important than a wall. But can I tell you know. something? High fructose mm-hmm. corn syrup mm-hmm. is the worst I, of course, disagree with that. But beyond that, uh, I will say that uh, there is a legitimate, uh, this is a thing that does not get focused. Tariffs are bad. And we've talked about tariffs being bad for a long time. Protectionism also comes in the form of subsidies like this. Yes. Yes. Where they're just propping up the sugar industry. All your food could cost less 
except for the mm-hmm. fact that your tax da- dollars are going to subsidize U.S. sugar c- uh, companies and farms uh, when we could be getting this from there's, all over the world for no a lot less. For there's, yeah, there's just no, no need for there it. Was, you could argue it at one point. It makes no sense now. How about $10 billion a year to the U.N.? Is that a program you're excited about? No. Well, it's very moral. A very moral. They only rape people that are in dire need. And <laughs> dire need of of something. Not rape. You're no, saying no, they're dire rape. need of something no, else. Something yes. else. They're bringing that Food, aid. for instance. What? They, mm-hmm. What? They're just asking for a little rape here and there. That's mm-hmm. true. They're bringing That's you... True. Well, tents with the UN mm-hmm. <laughs> with right. the UN markings on. And it. And you know what the great thing about those tents is? No walls. No walls. No walls. No walls. Not not and the UN as well. Very, no walls. No at all. Well, except well, there are except walls for there. the the existing walls. Yes. Except for those. Yeah. Uh, they're still subsidizing Amtrak to the tune of nine point seven billion. Uh, well, Joe Biden needs to get to Delaware. Uh, foreign aid. You know, we give fifty billion in foreign aid every single year. Fifty billion. Uh, in waste, fraud, and abuse, according to the G- GAO, in payment errors, payment errors, we spend $137 billion a year. Excuse me? In payment errors, $137 billion a year. May I ask? <laughs> this is where... May I ask? Man. How come... None of us are ever on the receiving end right? of a payment error. <laughs> I don't know. I've I'd never like had a friend, mm-hmm. a colleague, somebody in the neighborhood, somebody in town mm-hmm. that was like, whoa. Oops, I just gave you $6 billion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Darn it. This is what every once in a while I like to think about this because you, you think about taxes and we argue about the rates and the cuts are great. Yeah. But if you think about it this way, uh, every tax dollar you will ever put in in your entire life, plus every person you will ever walk by in their mm-hmm. entire life, and all all those their tax dollars of their entire lives, all of that combined probably won't be one one hundred thirty seventh mm-hmm. of one year of er- payments made an error by this government. That it's, is that is incredible. how you know it's a, it's you incredible. are wasting all. Of your life working to give money to a government that will take it and chip away at their missed payments feature for like a day. So here's what's amazing. Um, Credit card fraud. Credit card fraud used to be, used to be lucky, lucky that they could catch 20% of credit card fraud. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then they introduced uh, crude AI. They got it up to about 50%. Of credit card fraud. Do you know now with deep learning, credit card fraud is caught between 95 and 99.9% of the time mm. because wow, it can predict mm. you now so well that there was a guy who was in, uh, there was a guy who had his credit card stolen. He did not know that his, his credit card was stolen. And uh, somebody went to Vegas. Well, he went to Vegas like 20 years ago. He's never been back. He doesn't have any kind of reckless spending kind of stuff. He doesn't. He's not a gambler. And the AI picked up. Somebody went to a casino. The first charge at a casino, it was denied. The first charge. Mm. Wow. It does now, seem like they've gone a little too far on that. So I think they're catching yeah. over 100% of fraud. I should say, uh, it was, it, 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 right. it was not immediate. You know, they call. 
right. call to but, see to to, to make yeah. sure it's you, which yeah. I don't mind. Call to make sure it's yeah. you. I don't mind that. Yeah, my credit card texts me. Uh, yeah. and, and like this morning, I got a text from my credit card informing me that I may have a fraudulent purchase. My wife has purchased something at the place she purchases something like 10 times a week. And it's like, well, I, I, mm. I'm kind of going to assume, considering we have 100,000 charges on the card from this particular place. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That maybe, and I think a lot of times they overreach, right? Like they're, anytime they pick up anything, they, they come after you. But it has improved dramatically. And now it's to the point where mm. a text, you, you wrote back, yeah, we did that. And then it's all set. I mean, it is, it is improved ma- you know, massively. We got, to, we got about halfway through the Walmart uh, uh, purchases before Amex <laughs> oh, just texted and said, uh, hey, hello? is this you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good question after yeah, halfway most, through. Yeah, the, about halfway through. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what, I was, what, I'm, what I'm pointing out is maybe we should get some AI technology <laughs> yeah, from the, the federal government. government. Nice. They're so yeah. busy monitoring us. How about they use some of that money to monitor them yeah. to find out where this fraud is going, where are these rounding errors, and how about some happening? of the some of the nickel and dime things? I mean, you know, to the federal government, these are nickel and dime things. But you could eliminate these things and build a wall instead. The Fed spent six hundred thirteen thousand dollars to boost intimacy and trust of transgender women and their male partners. Is that necessary? Does the federal government belong in that business? I just don't like the federal government identifying one of the partners as male. It, how do they know how they yeah. identify? They don't they, know. And the federal government, if they you're identifying don't. males, you better be throwing them in jail because you're a hate monger if you're trying to help males. Male privilege. I love this study at Northwestern because they received three, more than $3 million from the National Institute of Health to watch hamster fights. Uh, well, well, they whoa, watch whoa, it for whoa, free. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Watch hamster fight. I when did you? <laughs> right. When did hamster fights become a thing? And these I are great fights that. because they'll put one hamster in without steroids. Then they give steroids to the other hamster and see if the hamster with roids is more aggressive than the non-roided hamster. And what happened? Don't leave us hanging. <laughs> right. It doesn't <laughs> say. Have I wish I could tell you. Are they in a ring? <laughs> yes. Do they have towels? Do they go to their corners? What happens in yes. hamster fights? This they, is a Rocky Creed sequel to make it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> uh, I didn't think you guys were going to be in favor of that. So we, we don't eliminate no, that no, one. No. We don't eliminate we that one. Cut me, Ham. Okay. Cut me. <laughs> we can leave a couple feet of, uh, of border without a wall for that. Yes. Uh, are you also in favor of Japanese quail and their sexual behavior on cocaine. <laughs> I we kind of, we've I'm only, kinda, I'm maybe, interested maybe at least. Five hundred eighteen thousand dollars isn't enough. <laughs> wait, a minute, wait 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 a minute. Do we have a problem with quail on cocaine? Apparently, there's been one, yes, and oh, we right. don't know how well they perform sexually right. when they're on coke, and right. so. If a Japanese quail is coked up, you want to make sure it can still perform. And that's what we're doing with the federal government. Hold on. So just a second. I want to you. look into that one. I want to know the, the Japanese quail. I think you guys like these expenditures better I, than the wall. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining, at least. <laughs> I kind of want to know. I want to see, do they teach the quail to snort the cocaine? Does it snort it through the mouth part of the beak or the mm. little hole on the top of the beak? These are great questions. I want I, I think this is like the ultimate achievement in the Japanese quail community. Like this is their Harvard. 
Like if they can yeah. get into the cocaine for sex study, <laughs> this is the peak of all quail's lives. It's this the is, show. Right. It's, this is the show for <laughs> quail, man. <laughs> How much money did it take to create little teeny quail currency that they could roll up? <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Pat Gray, Pat Gray Unleashed. Listen to the podcast, download it uh, at your convenience, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or go to glennbeck.com. I'm sorry, go to the blazetv.com, blazetv.com slash Beck, and subscribe. Use the promo code Beck. Get $10 off. Right. Do that now. And soon, hamster fights coming to Blaze TV. Mm -hmm. All right, our sponsor this half hour is (laughs) LifeLock. LifeLock. Now, we were just talking about credit card fraud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what AI can do. I, I'm reading this fascinating book, uh, Stu, about deep learning and uh, and AI. And I have to just ask you a question. Remind me after the break to ask you a question about AI. This is a mind-blowing thing for me. And it's so obvious. We all know it, but it's really bizarre um, when you actually think about it. Um, so it, they're looking now at AI that can predict where you're going to be and if that's you spending, et cetera, et cetera. With all of that deep learning that is happening right now, you still have thieves out there who are inventing new ways to steal your identity. Your identity is gone. Your digits are gone. Your bank account. They can now, with one piece of information, they can now connect you to um, information that is also available on you on the dark web many different ways there is really only one way that you can keep yourself safe that i know of well there's two you can completely go offline or you can try lifelock lifelock detects a wide range of identity threats like your social security number are for sale on the dark web and if they detect your information being used at all they send you an alert if there's a problem a u.s based restoration specialist is going to work to fix it now nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions or you know stop all cyber crime but no one does it like like lifelock.com it's basically lifelock or unabomber style shack that's what your two choices are. I'm going to go with LifeLock. Yeah. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Beck. Save an additional 10% off your first year. Promo code Beck. Extra 10% off now. LifeLock.com. That's LifeLock.com. You know, one of the uh, one of the things that happened this week that I thoroughly enjoyed was Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren uh, coming out and announcing that she's probably going to be running for president. She just wanted to have a little chat in her kitchen there. I want to play just a little bit of this. I love this. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me um, a beer. I'm going to get me a beer. Um, a beer. I've, tr- I've practiced this in a mirror 25 times, hey. and I think I've pulled oh, hey. My husband, Bruce, oh, my is gosh. not here. Um, Bruce. You want a beer? No, I'll pass on the beer for now. No, sure. he's over okay, by the refrigerator. Here he comes. Here he comes. So, hey, this I'll is pass on the beer for now. Hello. Um, he's, and I'm oh, crazy. Hello. I love you. I love you too. Oh, oh my gosh, that is so horrible. Please, please, Democrats, please, Elizabeth Warren for president. We're so afraid of her. Elizabeth Warren is custom made for Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh. She, she, she is the is, perfect candidate for Donald Trump to run against. She is Hillary Clinton with Clinton ninja powers. 
I mean, she is so awkward. That's that's her. One of the reasons why Hillary Clinton can't come because Hillary Clinton would have said, you know, I'm going to um get me um a beer. Yeah. It's, oh, it, Bill. There you are. Yeah. It's so she's cannot. She's incapable of being natural. Oh, she's so, incapable. And Hillary was so too. Fantastic. And that's the type of candidate that Donald Trump can take out easily because he he comes after you. He 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 puts pressure on you. And if you sit there and try to uh, focus test in advance your your line response, you get <laughs> what Hillary did was it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. by the way, I want to Pokemon go to the polls. Like, remember that whole thing? <laughs> and it was like, that's what you get at right. Hillary Clinton. Let me just I, I don't think we have time to play all of it. Let me play a little bit of Ali Stuckey here. Uh, she <laughs> she uh, dressed up as Elizabeth Warren. And and here she is from the blaze. Hello, friends. It's suck suck y'all suck fam <laughs> it's it's lit i'm just sitting here relaxing in my chilling 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 in my in my in my brick loft in downtown boston <laughs> that i i cannot hardly afford it because student loan debt Oh, it is great. You should see this. This is uh, Allie Stuckey. You can find her at blazetv.com. A very funny uh, parody of Elizabeth Warren, who I just going to get me um, a beer. You find that on Blaze TV. Bill O'Reilly is next. Also, we have a new poll on Democrats that show just how extreme they are becoming. It's all coming up with Bill O'Reilly after the top of the hour. Let me tell you a little bit about realestateagentsitrust.com. I want to share a letter that came in. Uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust. This is from Scott in Tennessee. He says, Glenn, I cannot speak highly enough about the service that I received from the very first email with realestateagentsitrust.com. I was contacted right away by Jim, a realtor from your network. Um, I had a pretty big mess on my hands. I received what amounted to free budgeting and investment advice during our meetings. He then proceeded to take a house that I was stuck with and owed way too much money on and sell it in less than a week for much more than I thought I could get. He did such a fantastic job that I referred him to everybody I know, including my mom. Her house had been listed by multiple agents for several years. Jim sold her house as well. To sum up, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's Scott in Tennessee. Let real estate agents I trust.com help you sell your house fast on time for the most amount of money without any hassles. It's real estate agents I trust.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. Hello, America. It is Friday. And Bill O'Reilly talks about the big stories of the week and gives us his no-spin opinion in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're only stopping twice in a half hour just for a minute each time uh, to tell you about our sponsor. It's ZipRecruiter. You want to find somebody great? You want to find the right person fast? Man, hiring people is so hard. And I, I remember we were looking, first time we used ZipRecruiter at The Blaze uh, about five years ago, we found somebody um, through ZipRecruiter. We hired them. And we, we, I was sitting there in a meeting, like, we don't have an HR department. This is when we didn't have an HR. 
don't have an HR department. How do we find somebody? We went to ZipRecruiter. We tried it. Within uh, the first day, we had candidates rolling in. Now, ZipRecruiter is so good at what they do that now you're going to find a qualified candidate, sometimes, most times, within an hour. That's how good this service is. It's the best technology, and it's no longer like there there used to be these services that would be like, we'll post your job somewhere for you. It's it's not like that anymore. Now, ZipRecruiter goes out and actually finds the best people, even if they're not looking for you, which is incredible. It's smart technology, and you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Find the right person. Hire them. Hire them quickly. Get the right person today. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. For cable news, Donald Trump is no longer the gift that keeps on giving. At first he was, but now big change is in the air, and it's all because of this president, Bill O'Reilly in the cable news war. Hello, Bill. How are you? I'm the same, Beck, but Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, I have a question before we get underway. Yes. So the Glenn Beck program is a fusion between enlightenment and yes. entertainment. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yes. Okay, where am I in that in that fusion? Uh, you are unfortunately not involved in any of that. Uh, <laughs> wow. You're kind of the I anomaly. Yeah. At first, I thought I was in a restaurant. Some <laughs> fusion. Ah, that <laughs> yeah, fusion no. thing, uh-huh. whatever that is. All right. So tell me about the cable news war and how it's changing. All right, call him on uh, BillOReilly.com. Open everybody to read it. Uh, you are seeing. Not this week, because this week is, uh, is with the president's address on the border and all that, news. And, um, a different situation. Mm-hmm. But over the past couple of months, a uh, decline in viewership on Fox News and uh, MSNBC now uh, some nights winning in prime time, which never, ever happened. And uh, the audience for cable news on a consistent basis, dropping. And it's because it's all Trump all the time. And, um, you know, if you go and you want other news, you're just not going to get it. And it's not really, you're not getting the news anyway. You're either getting we hate Trump or we love Trump. Business decisions were made. Um, in the beginning, they paid off. And now I believe once Donald Trump leaves the stage... The cable news is in serious, serious trouble. I think they're in serious trouble, perhaps even before he leaves the stage. I, I, I just don't. But you're always going to get that hit. See, yeah. what MSNBC has done is they've created a reality broadcast network. And the reality theme is, when will we get President Trump? So every night, that's where they're going. When, when are we going to get him? Here's what happened today, and, and we're getting closer, and this could happen. CNN does that on a lesser extent. CNN is number three because they can't hate as much as MSNBC. They're trying. They're, they're, they're sending their personnel to loathing classes. But they're just <laughs> not at the hate level that MSNBC is. So let me ask you, and, a, let, let me ask you a question here, Bill, um, an, an honest question that you probably – no other host in America would ask this question. What's the difference between what MSNBC is doing now and what, let's say, I was doing when I was at Fox? 
Well, I never saw you as a hater. I mean, you weren't gleefully trying to destroy anyone. I watched your show, and you were on my show. You appeared on The Factor. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember you you sitting there rubbing your hands together, going, oh, we got, I got him. him now. No, we, we were, we, well, I did actively hate Woodrow Wilson, but he's been dead for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, so there I, wasn't cable in back. I just yeah. want to remind you. Right. That, you know, <laughs> right, I know. You weren't I know. alive then, well, so I don't know where you were actually hating. I know, him, but, I know. Yeah, well, right. I, was, I, was, I was hating a few years too Teddy late. Roosevelt also loathed him, so you have that in common yes, with, uh, I, uh, with Teddy. Yeah, and I don't really like Teddy Roosevelt either, but. That's a different story. So tell me about, um, before we leave cable news, is there anything just really good and entertaining you can say about Jim Acosta and his border <laughs> trip? Did you see but this? Acosta epitomizes what's happened. Mm-hmm. So he's CNN's White House correspondent. So it used to be on the news agencies that you would get news from the White House correspondent, right? Mm-hmm. It's what happened today, and it's what they're doing, and no, no. Now, Jim Casa, he's basically guiding you through hate Trump land. And he's not really interested in reporting facts or seeking the truth about anything. He's interested in demeaning Donald Trump. So his whole job is really a facade. Why don't they just say, here's Jim Casa, our hate Trump correspondent, reporting from wherever. That would be honest. Could 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 I ask you something? It, it, you know, the White House correspondents used to be like like Jake Tapper, who I think is a is a is a, a good journalist. It, it's it's like they've replaced Jake Tapper in the White House with Rick Sanchez, who is just this <laughs> awful clown of a reporter. Well, I disagree with you on uh, Mr. Tapper. I have no respect for him whatsoever. Really? Um, I think that he um, is much better at presenting himself as a, you know, somebody who does seek the truth, but he certainly does not, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Um, if you look back at the White House correspondence, it is not a crew, generally speaking, that you would admire. I mean, Dan Rather. Sam Donaldson. Uh-huh. I mean, these people had agendas all day long, but they uh-huh. were forced by their masters, their corporate masters, to hide it. They had to hide it. Now, I work with both Rather and Donaldson. I saw it with my eyes. They loathed. Donaldson loathed Reagan. Uh, uh, Rather loathed Nixon. Hated them. But they couldn't come right out and say it, as Acosta does and some of the others. Um, so that was a difference. Where do you stand um, on the president uh, this week and his, his address to the nation on the border? What did you think people missed? Um, I think Trump, Trump won that Tuesday night uh, wrestling match because Pelosi and Schumer came across as, let's say, Doddering, I think that might be the word, doddering, D-O-D-D-E-R-I-N-G. They, well, he's mean, uh, he's mean, and the government shut down, he's so mean. And that's what it came across. That was their presentation. It wasn't like we have a better idea to secure the nation's border. We really understand there's a problem down there and want to fix it. No, no, no. That's not what they did. So Trump got eight minutes to put his 
view across to many Americans who were stunned that they actually had to watch some kind of news program. I mean, they were looking for the family guy, and all of a sudden, here's the non-family guy, Donald Trump, because all the networks are forced to take it. Now, I understand there were a lot of broken dishes and angst, but they, a lot of people who never consumed news were forced to watch this. And Trump got his message across using facts in eight minutes. So I thought he did himself some good. Uh, what do you think about his the possibility of him using the emergency, um, an emergency order to say we've... It's we've... not a good thing because it diverts the story away from the seriousness of the problems at the southern border and makes it all about Donald Trump. So that's what the left wants. The left wants him. They're goading him. They're hoping that he does say, national emergency, I'm taking money from this fund and I'm building a wall and blank you. That's what Pelosi, Schumer, CNN, MSNBC want. All right. And then they go, oh, he's a dictator. Look at at him. Okay. He's a baby. He's throwing a tantrum. And then that becomes the story for a week. And then the real seriousness of tons of narcotics coming here, uh, millions of people coming here, and we don't know who they are, that goes by the wayside, which is what the left wants. They, they don't want to talk about drugs and people smuggling and all that. They, they, they never mention the Amnesty International study that says 60% of migrant women on their way to the border are assaulted, raped, whatever. They, they never even report it. That's not a crisis. 100,000 people dying of drugs every year in this country is not a crisis. The Mexican drug cartels running that nation, literally running it, is not a crisis. You're not going to get that reportage. You're never going to get it. It's all that Trump. Look at him. He's Hitler again. So how, he is. So how does this end? Um, who, who do you think is going to have to break first, uh, the president or Pelosi and Schumer? Well, Trump's not going to break. That's not going because that's if he did, that's the end of his administration. He'll never be reelected. So Trump will either string it out or declare a national emergency. Those are only, his only two options. Could we? Could Pelosi we? And Schumer, if the polling next week comes in, as I think it might, and said most people want this border solved. They might have to go back and compromise a little bit and then put a happy face on the combo. Where are the adults in the room? Where are the ones where, you know, and we uh, so we'll compromise, get that uh, government open again. So I think that the odds, if you had to bet, would be that the Democrats would probably, as you put it, break first, because Trump simply cannot if he expects to be reelected. So I think there is a different uh, there's a different outcome if he needs to break first. And we talked about it uh, last night. Stu and I were talking about what Ted Cruz is doing. Um, And I think it's really important and could be a very uniting thing that could compel the the president not only into a 2020 win, but could actually be very uniting. And we'll go into that with Bill O'Reilly when we come back. 
Sponsor this half hour in 60 seconds and then back to Bill O'Reilly is LifeLock. LifeLock, according to experts, uh, some of the top cybersecurity predictions for 2019, ransomware going to taper off, but it will still wreak havoc and crypto jacking and other money making schemes increase. Government regulation and public sentiment on privacy is going to drive stronger data protection policies. But the bad guys are going to keep up as well. Expect more nation state attacks and surveillance on private individuals in the next 12 months. Somebody's identity is stolen every two seconds. It's much more than a credit card. You could miss certain identity threats if you're only monitoring your credit cards. Now, that's why there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect that your information has been compromised in any way, they have, uh, first they'll send you an alert, but they have a uh, U.S.-based restoration specialist that is going to restore your identity and stop the bad guys. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft, cybercrime, or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the best. LifeLock's the one I have. LifeLock.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck. You're going to save 10% now at LifeLock.com. Promo code Beck. Bill O'Reilly, Beck, 10 seconds. Station ID. This is the Glenn Beck Program with Bill O'Reilly. Bill, tell me what you think about this potential idea. I think it would be great for the State of the Union. We're coming out of this whole border thing. Let's say it gets solved or it doesn't. Either way, we've learned a big lesson here yet again that Congress is completely terrible and the the people there just don't do their jobs. So if we're going to have a bold new proposal that I think can actually help unite the country uh, and is incredibly popular. Uh, Ted Cruz just announced uh, a, a, a new constitutional amendment for term limits. This has been around for a long time. It is, uh, this is the polling on it. it, it 76% of Democrats agree with term limits, 83% of independents, and 89% of Republicans. It's actually more popular among Republicans than the wall is. And Donald Trump has said he ran on the fact that he would do it. He supported it as, as recently as just a few months ago. The last time there was a push for it, Mick Mulvaney, who's now chief of staff, was the guy behind it. This is something that I think could take it out of this sort of, you know, partisan divide, give us something that we could actually do. And I would love to see these Democratic Senate candidates that are going to be running for president try to tell the American people that they need to be there for the next 60 years instead of having limited terms. What do you think? Well, nobody would do that, though. Everybody's going to say, oh, we're for term limits. But then when it comes down to voting for it, many of them won't. Um, I don't see how that is going to immediately impact the hatred of the two parties right now. Um, You know, when you have a president who has alienated the opposition to the extent that Trump has, the opposition is basically, so we're going to get him out at all costs. So that's what we have. So it's like there isn't anything we're not going to do to get him out. And that includes we're not going to be reasonable. We're not going to compromise. We're not going to do anything that he wants. But that is and but that is why we are. But I think that's why uh, with independence, this term limit thing, we could be perfect timing because let's say he didn't get the wall. You're, you're, hang on. Hang on. It's, a hang little, on. it's not cause and effect because it, it 
I, yes, it is. These guys were for going to be two year, two term limits for senators, mm-hmm. twelve years, mm-hmm. and probably five or six for the House. But I guess my argument so is they're still going to serve a long period of time. Yeah, I think I think you know, I believe it's a good long term thing that we need separate from yeah, any it's political long-term, thing. But it's not going to. But it's also good nation po- now. Short term, it's good politics. I think short term it's good politics. Mm-hmm. It's something that right, every, everybody again, it's not wants. Going to be on the top of the radar screen. But Trump People can put anything want, on the top of the radar screen. He just has to say it a bunch of times, and everyone will start, uh, you know, attacking him and going right. after him. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, let them come after him for something that eighty percent of the people actually want. Play offense, but I don't not think defense. Anybody will. I think they'll all mouth platitudes that yeah good then let's then let's vote it in and then when you didn't when you voted against it let's make sure that donald trump can talk to every single senator that is running and every single congressman (laughs) that is running and say oh yeah but where did you vote on that where did you vote on that where did your party stand on that you said you were for it but you voted as a block against it that's that's exactly what the american people hate is people say one thing and do the other yeah I don't know if that legislation would ever even get in, because Mitch McConnell would have to get it in, and mm-hmm. he's Mr. Non-Term Limits, isn't he? Yes, he is. It would be, <laughs> he would be a problem. Mm-hmm. He would be a problem, but right. uh, I'd right. love to right. see him Mitch, try it. What was that bill again? I didn't quite understand. <laughs> You're going to have to go back and rewrite it again. <laughs> so what happens to the shutdown? You know, we're at another payday today. Yeah. Um, Nothing. I mean, uh, they'll get... They, being the government workers, will get reimbursed when the government finally opens. They'll get back pay. Um, so nothing will happen. It'll just be, you know, if you go to Yellowstone, it's going to be tough to use the head. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> right. So if you, if you have, let's say you're a government worker, um, you're yeah. going to get all of this money. You could go right. to a bank or a credit union and just say, hey, here's my pay stub. I'm part of the government uh, shutdown. I'm going to get it, so I just need this every two weeks until this is done, and I'll sign it over to you. And everybody would give you that loan. Um, the, I hope so. I mean, and if should. they didn't, then they should tell the press who might even report that locally. Yeah, I mean, there, um, there should be. A, I mean, a bank, you know, maybe not because it's so political now, but some bank should stand up and just say, hey, by the way, federal workers, we've got a program for yeah, you we'll help you out, we'll help you, we'll out. Help you, out. you know right, you just right. when you get it you bring it back to us and we'll we'll give you the salary a bank could look really good by solving the, right. by solving that absolutely that's a good idea back that's part of the enlightenment <laughs> yes it is uh now uh part of the entertainment and comedy um your thoughts on how it's going to how it's going to actually play out this this thing about uh, you know the american people are being hurt and uh and and security is is being weakened do you believe that this can last very long and trump uh, come out victorious with this i think that uh, there'll be some resolution uh in the next couple of weeks i think that if the Trump administration believes that uh, the Democrats are not going to compromise, that they will do the emergency thing. Um, because, again, this strengthens Trump in front of his core. It looks like he's a man of action standing up to the villainous Democrats. Um, and I think they'll take the calculation that, look, we'll do this. We'll open the government. We'll fund the wall. And our people will like it and, and reelect him. So that's what I see happening if the compromise 
it doesn't come. All right. Um, when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about Michael Cohen. Uh, again, the newsrooms were rubbing their hands in glee. We've got him uh, this time. They, they want all the stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so he's yeah. going to he's going to testify in front of Congress in February before heading to prison. Want to get your mm. thoughts on what he's what he's going to say, the damage, if any, that that would uh, cause. Uh, and more with Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. You can watch the No Spin Zone at BillOReilly.com. Become part of the uh, the future and the media of the next generation. Not not you know not not, not part of the media of uh, 1950. Uh, the mainstream media. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. We continue in just a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You want to keep your stuff in your house uh, safe. You want to keep your guns locked up. Um, and you want to keep it locked up in a in something that is secure, something that you know is not going to, you know, burn up everything in a fire that, that somebody can't come in and just smash and grab. It's a Liberty Safe. And also, I might add that Liberty Safes, a lot of people put their Liberty Safe in their family room or their living room. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful safe. Um, and their gun safes come in all kinds of things. They have, you know, the big presidential, which is just, it just looks beautiful. Looks like an old bank safe, really. Uh, they also have the, uh, the military style locking bars on, uh, one of their safe designs. They're beautiful. You can find them now at libertysafe.com. That's libertysafe.com. Come with a lifetime warranty. You're going to save a buttload of money and get the best safe built in America. Bar none. It's libertysafe.com. That's libertysafe.com. Dot com. Go there now. Now's a great time to subscribe to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Beck. Use the code Beck for 10, uh, 10, 10 bucks off. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, more with him next. This is the Glenn Beck program with Bill O'Reilly. Bill, we want to clean up one of the facts that we've heard quoted three different ways. We've been quoting the president. Um, and everybody else, including you, have have said that this number is even higher. So I want to know which is right. Yeah, Bill, it's a sexual assault number uh, coming across the Mexican border. You, you said you think you said 60 percent. I've heard two thirds. Yeah, Amnesty International has reported that. Yeah, there's a Huffington Post report from a couple of years ago that said 80 percent. The president, however, in his address said it was one third. I don't know if he just misread the number or no, doctors without borders says it's 30 percent. OK. So look, it's a lot. Um, the the confusion is that how are you going to get accurate reporting? You're not. Um, so we the only thing you do is cite the agencies that go in and and ask people um, what happened. But do the math. If you are a young woman and you are walking in territory controlled by cartels, what do you think is going to happen? Or the Mexican border? What do you think is going to happen to you? Mm-hmm. All right. So no matter what the stat is, whether it's 33 or 60, that's a national crisis. If we care, we, the United States, about defenseless poor women being brutalized. And you want to talk about a power dynamic. The power dynamic between a, a woman and a coyote is a little off the charts. Yeah, especially when they have guns yes. and knives and they'll use them. Yeah. All right, All right. Let, so 
Go ahead. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Michael Cohen real quick and what Michael Cohen is expecting to expected to say in front of Congress and, uh, you know, how everyone is licking their chops on this on the left. Yeah. So this is another example of the cable disintegration that I write about on BillOReilly.com in my column. So what you're going to have here is this guy, Cohen, who hates Trump, going to sit there, and then Democrats are going to say, oh, what did he tell you about Stormy Daniels? Oh, what did he tell you about Karen McDougal? How many other women were there? What did he do with those women? Were you there? It's going to be salacious with a capital S. And that's what the cable and network news wants. Diminish the president. So it's going to be like Bill Clinton. We got all the Lewinsky stuff. All right. This is part two. And Cohen will sit there and he'll say whatever he wants, whether it's true or not. All right. Even though he's under oath. So what? How is that going to be disproved? It's a he said, she said. He's the lawyer. Uh, Trump is the client. So what does he do? What does Trump do? Now, I would ignore it, but you're going to have at least seven days of that. At yeah. least. And Trump is not All capable along, of ignoring every it. Every second. Yeah. Every salacious thing. Yeah. And Cohen's going to get his revenge. All right. Let me change subjects to two videos that came out. Uh, the first one uh, is, uh, is Beto in the dental chair. Listen yeah. to this. Uh, so I'm here at the dentist, and we're going to continue our series. Okay, this is crazy, on the people, the border. but not as crazy Diana, as Elizabeth Warren and her video. Let me play a clip of this. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me um, a beer. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> hey, get me a beer. Robert, my husband Bruce. Is now in here. Oh my gosh. Um, you want a beer? No, I'll pass on the beer for now. You sure? Okay. Okay. I'll pass on the beer for now. So, hey. this is my sweetie. We don't usually Hello. drink beer. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So, Bill. First of all, less filling. Oh my gosh. This is, I mean, I beg the Democrats, I beg the Democrats, yeah. please run Elizabeth Warren. Please, because she makes Hillary Clinton look less wooden. Now, that's not a wooden uh, cigar Indian thing. That's not what yeah, I meant by that. Just a little stiff. Yeah. Well, you know, I went to Harvard, and I believe I saw Elizabeth Warren uh, careening down Mass Avenue uh, with a couple of beers in her hand. But yeah. I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, well, she I, says, you know. you, if you heard her say, let me, I'm going to get me a beer. I'm going to get me a beer. I'm going to get me a beer. And then I'm going to shoot my shotgun out the back window. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if you had to pick the three most dangerous people to run against uh, Donald Trump, who would they be? Well, you are you asking me for serious whether serious. they beat him or just yeah. ridiculous? No, no, no. Seri- the the people who you would say these would be serious contenders. For instance, I think Joe Biden would be a serious contender. Yes, there's I think- no doubt that Biden would be a serious contender. Um, but Trump, you know, would pretty could lash him in the debates. Look. If Michelle Obama runs for president, as I understand some very powerful people are asking her to do, she would win. 
And so that's where you start. Michelle Obama would win the presidency of the United States. And then from there, Oprah, uh, Biden, um, maybe Cuomo, the governor of New York. No way. Possible, because he's got New York and California locked up. He just needs to peel off Florida. Uh, Those are the ones. Okay. So if I did the top three... Not counting Michelle Obama yeah, because I, I think that's, I agree that's that's a, a really that's a wild card. I, I, do you expect her to do it, Bill? I know she's people I want her. Do not her. expect her to do it, mm-hmm. but it is entirely possible. Mm. You got to understand that there's a crew, and her husband would probably have the final say on it. Barack Obama, but there is a crew, and they regularly meet. Oprah's part of that crew. Um, and this topic, my sources tell me, is always discussed. Mm. I will mm. tell you, um, I don't think they like uh, Hillary Clinton all that much. And just the icing on the cake would be that Hillary Clinton, it, she, she might have to check herself into a mental institution. <laughs> if well, it was Barack Obama a Republican, and then the wife of the president. He, she, right. She'd lose her mind. Well, Hillary Clinton is not going to get the nomination. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I know that. But I'm just but, saying, that's what her dream right. was. She was going to be the one. Yeah, and to have oh, it, yeah. Michelle this Obama exactly would drive her nuts. exactly the same scenario with a much better candidate. Yes. Michelle Obama is a very formidable woman uh, and can handle herself. But what she has going for her is basically the press would just lockstep right behind her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. They didn't. Okay, lo- there's so a lot of people in the press. Percent. Yeah, a lot of people uh, in the press don't Fox like her. News, right? Only Fox News would be opposed. Um, and and the other thing is that if you criticized Michelle Obama, you know, then you're a racist. Okay. Um, so and, so wait, and so that hang on. Hard would be front and center. Um, so she would get no scrutiny at all. And then there would be Barack saying, hey, happy days are here again. We'll be in. We'll, all of this crazy Trump stuff will be gone. And um, Barack Obama won the presidency twice on very thin record. He didn't have a good record to run on. So people listening to us right now, I want you to write down that O'Reilly put forth this on January 11th, 2019, because it is entirely possible Probable. I don't think Mrs. Obama wants to do it, but she could be persuaded. Let uh, mm-hmm. write this down in your journals uh-huh. that on the same day, Glenn Beck told Bill O'Reilly how it becomes probable, and that is economic calamity. If we have a serious economic downturn, it not only becomes probable for her w- running, but very probable of her winning. Easily because she can just say, well, "Remember the good old days." Her, though, what'd you say? If Trump, if Trump's not going into the vote with a strong economy, he loses. Yes, to I anyone, agree. Bill. All you right. think I even mean, like and, and, and he's not going to lose to Kamala Harris or Bernie Sanders, but he will. The Democrats will run a moderate against him. 
if the economy wobbles. And, and they're not going to look. These far left people, they're entertaining and the press loves them, but they're not serious candidates. Nobody. I mean, Kamala Harris is going for vice president. Yes. She's hoping that that Biden, if he gets the nomination, will pick her as VP. And I think this that's is what a... all the calculation. Beto, all Beto wants is lecture fees and a book. I mean, it's money in the bank for him to do this. Hmm. Now, is there an outside shot he would be VP? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they might, but I don't think they're going to run two white men um, uh, with the no, he's not white sentiment among the Democratic Party. No, he's Hispanic. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, but, it, you know, identity politics is selection of race to represent your party. No, he's Hispanic. I mean, I'm from Texas. I saw the campaign. It was Hispanic against a white man. And the white man was Ted Cruz, and the Hispanic was Beto. But he's Irish. <laughs> oh, please don't confuse facts. You with, and your facts. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so right. annoying. It's part of the fusion, though, Beck. Between enlightenment and entertainment. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. We'll uh, talk again All next right, week. Guys. Thank you very much for having me. You, that, there's no plug or anything? You don't want to yeah, where's throw the plug? A... Oh, you know, killing the SS number six. Uh, it's number three this week, uh, this Sunday, and then the six after a quarter of a year on the list. So it's got to be good, right? Killing mm-hmm. the SS, got to be good. Beck even liked it. Yeah, we elected um, Barack Obama. So I'm not sure I trust the American people. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Bill O'Reilly. And then uh, BillOReilly.com, as you kindly mentioned, yeah. is a, a place for lively uh, and honest analysis. Thank you so much, Bill. appreciate it. All right, guys. God bless. Uh, BillOReilly.com. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Bitcoin. Is 2019 the year Bitcoin takes back off? I'm not sure. We have to watch what happens uh, tomorrow. Uh, in France, the yellow vests are actually saying that they want to cause a run on the banks. Uh, they put, I think, another, what is it, 60,000 police on the streets for this weekend. They say mm-hmm. it's going to be very violent. Um, but they're, they're saying that they want the French people to go into the banks and take 20% of their money out, take it out of the euro, and put it into Bitcoin. This is not something to prop up Bitcoin. It's as, as much as it is something to collapse the euro. That's what they're trying to do is create a run on the banks. I don't think, is it possible this is going to happen and be something we really is really important on Monday? Yes, it's possible. Is it probable? I don't think so. But we'll have to see and we'll know by tomorrow. Uh, Bitcoin is going to play a role because the economies, whether it's started by some group or it's just started by bad you know just bad banking practices uh and bad spending practices there there are going to be runs on the bank in the future and bitcoin is going to play a large role in that of a flight to safety i believe so here's what i want you to do learn all about it i'm not asking you to invest in anything i want you to learn all about blockchain bitcoin cryptocurrency take the crypto course it's smartcryptocourse.com it was designed for this audience so it can take you along and teach you everything that you need to know about why this technology is important and the role that it will play then you decide if you want to invest in it or not i think everybody should have a hundred dollars in some sort of cryptocurrency but don't go crazy with it because it's very volatile small smart crypto course.com smart crypto course.com or call 877 pbl back 877 pbl back smart crypto course.com
Welcome to the program, the Glenn Beck program. So glad that you are uh, so glad that you are here. I, I wanted to play. I wanted to play something uh, that uh, has been taken off of Twitter that I think is really important. It's it's audio and video from a um, a rally in Sweden. Um, but I just I just want to show you how dangerous it is to have an algorithm or people who judge what's hate speech, what's not hate speech, and to have a platform, not a media source, but a platform decide what's arable and what's not. Uh, can we please play the Muslim crowd uh, threatens Jews? <laughs> Okay. Here they are. Here they are talking about oh Jews. The the army of Mohammed is returning. Um, uh, I arm me, make me of service. They say. Um, down with the house of Saud. That's the Saudi. They don't no, like anybody. Yeah, I know. No normalization with Jews. No normalization with Jews. All things said chanted like this are always positive. Yeah. Down with the house of Saad. No normalization with Jews. This is, it gets much worse. Strike them with knives. Strike them with knives. Strike, strike. Do not be afraid. So, strike, strike, do not be afraid. Anyway, this is happening in Sweden, in a town square, with a bunch of people holding a Palestinian flag. This has been removed from uh, social media. I played this, and I have reposted it on social media, and I will continue to repost it on social media, uh, so people can see what is happening over in Europe. And you can proudly see the Palestinian flag and how the Palestinian movement is not about peace. Now, it's really important for me to clarify. I have met Palestinians over in the Middle East. I have met Muslims over in the Middle East. And when they are alone and feel safe, they do not say a lot of these things, but they keep their mouth shut because the people who are saying these things will kill them. There's also another story um, from the Palestinian uh, areas around Jerusalem where a Palestinian guy who didn't have a problem with Jews sold his house to uh, somebody from Jerusalem. He was taken and tortured. And uh, and I don't hear anybody talking about that. I, I don't. I don't know why. I mean, we we had to pay attention to Khashoggi, but what about what about this guy? What about this guy? Does his life matter? The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck program. Now, Jim Acosta did some unbelievable reporting. Uh, he was out on the border yesterday. Wearing sunglasses in the middle of the day 
trying to prove that there is no problem on the border in Texas. Did he go to San Diego where it's happening? No, he went to McAllen, Texas, where it was happening a few years back, and he wasn't there. He's standing in front of a giant border wall, and here's his cute little report. And here are some of the steel slats that the president's been talking about uh, right here. Uh, as you can see, yes, you can see through these slats to the uh, other side of the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, but as we're walking along here, we're not seeing any kind of uh, imminent danger. There are no migrants trying to uh, rush toward this fence uh, here like in the McAllen, Texas area. Works. Matter of fact, there are some other businesses uh, behind me along this highway. There's a gas station, Burger King, and so on. Oh. Uh, but no sign of the national emergency that the president has been talking about. Well, uh, I have to tell fact, you, when I saw this, when I saw this from Jim Acosta yesterday, I thought, wow, that kind of proves the point of you know a fence, and people aren't usually coming over during the day unless it's a mob like is happening in San Diego. Um, But then we started thinking, you know, he's making a good point here. Let's go to Stu, who is out on location. Stu, where are you right now? Stu, are you? Go ahead. Are you there? Yes, Stu, go ahead. Uh, On the road again or broken down on the side of the road? Hi, I'm Super Gear reporting live right now from the Long Island Expressway, one of the busiest roads in the United States of America. Right. And you're not going to believe what I am seeing out here right now, Glenn. It's, it's incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, we are told, we are told America loves, they love their cars. We are told uh, that the economy is raging right now. And this is one of the best economies we've had in decades. But yet here I am on the Long Island Expressway, and there is almost no one on the road. This president is a fraud. Hold on just a second. Wait a minute. It's not rush hour. What? It's not rush hour. Of course, it's it's not rush hour. The Long Island Expressway is usually open during the... Hello? I don't... My... It's not breaking up. I can still hear the car engine. Radishes. All right. We'll try to check in with Stu and we get a better uh, connection. Maybe we can get one from CNN. This is the Glenn Beck program. <laughs> okay. Our, our commercial uh, sponsor this half hour is Simply Safe. Simply Safe is the company that you should go to if you want to make sure that you have the best security system for your house that money can buy and is really, really affordable. You know, all of these um, uh, all of these other uh, services. In fact, I brought this in. This is from yeah, ADT. This is a little thing I got in my mailbox. I'm like, no, I'm not going to use it. Uh, home security with control paddle, motion sensor, and wireless remote, and free activation. Free activation? Holy cow, that's big of them. 15 free pre-wired doors and window sensors? Wow, 15 of them free. Here's the thing, nothing's free. And you know because it says free system, free sensors, which, by the way, you can't own or use after you, the contract expires. And lowest monitoring price, only $27.99 a month. No, the lowest monitoring price is with Simply Safe. It's $14.99. Hello. And yes, all of the pre-drilling, it's absolutely free with Simply Safe because there is no pre-drilling. Nobody's drilling anything into your walls. Nobody's drilling anything into your windows or your doors. 
hello welcome to 2001 adt you can get simply safe it belongs to you it's an incredibly low price it will boggle your mind how much you have thrown away on home security through companies like this when you own this system from simply safe you don't have any contracts and there's no pre-drilling so yes technically it's free oh simply safe no contracts no strings no lies no wires it's simply safe go to simplysafebeck.com right now simplysafebeck.com 14.99 a, a month for your monitoring truly the lowest price for monitoring simplysafebeck.com now Do we have do we have Stu still on the line? Can we go back to him? Uh, we have Stu back on the line. Are you, are you still on the Long Island Expressway, Stu? Hello, right, Stu. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Glenn, <clears throat> Aquaman, number one or underwater? Hi, I'm Stuber here. Oh, sorry. I am Stuber here. I'm reporting live from a showing of Aquaman that is going on right now at a local theater. We are told by this administration that Aquaman is the number one movie in America. But is it? Well, I'm here right now, and I see only four other people in this entire theater. This man is a fraud. He is a liar. He's lying to us about Aquaman. It's a work day in the middle of the day. It's a work day in the middle of the day. Of course, there's only four people in the movie theater. Um, uh, you started breaking up there, but let me just finish this, this true statistical, factual information that I have. I am watching um, this film right now, and what we're seeing is that man and fish have merged. Man and fish have now merged because of global warming. This president continues to deny it. But I am sitting here right now watching four other people watch a man-fish combination on the big right. screen. Okay, this All right. is it's shocking, and this president is a liar, okay. and I hope people understand it and watch my Instagram channel. All right. Thank you very much, Stu Bergier, uh, doing some Jim Acosta uh, reporting now on, on the road. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about how important it is to for the president to pay attention to the economy and to uh, stay right lockstep with a, a good economy and doing everything he can to make sure that we don't go into a recession. Um, now there is speculation that we are headed for a recession. In fact, most people believe now uh, that we are headed for something really, really bad. I think we are too. The numbers just show it uh, far as debt spending, uh, personal debt, personal credit, all of these things all around the world. We're just on the brink of something really, really bad because Europe did not come back after 2008. The China only recovered 20% of what they had lost in 2008. We've done well, but the rest of the world hasn't. But there are some things here in the United States that should be noted on the positive side. Um, I just got this from the Palm Beach Daily. They were talking about the labor statistics from the Bureau of, of Labor, they said that the U.S. economy added 312 jobs, 312,000 jobs in December. Now, that far exceeds the expectations of 184,000. And the average hourly, hourly earnings also rose 
0.4% over last month. Okay. 0.4%, that doesn't mean that much, does it? But that means it has risen hourly wages 3.2% over last year. So let me translate this from econ bullcrap to English. U.S. companies hired 70% more workers than they anticipated during the holiday season. You hire more workers because things are better than everybody is telling you it is. The workers that they hired got 3.2% more this last December than they did the December before. Why is that important? 3.2% doesn't sound like that much of an increase, but it is the biggest increase in hourly wages since 2014 and one percentage point higher than the inflation rate. So on the whole, Americans got an actual real inflation-adjusted pay raise last year. We haven't had that in I don't know how long. So now that's the good news. Now, I want to show you why it is so in... Hang on just a second. We have... Is he still at the movie theater? Uh, Stu, yeah, I, I, I think you're taking the Jim Acosta thing too, too far. I, I, it didn't work for him. I, I don't know what you're doing. America's pastime or America's pastime of the past? Hi, I'm Scuba Gear reporting live from Yankee Stadium in New York City. And as you can probably hear, there are tons of people here. They're walking around. The streets are hustling and bustling, as you'd expect. However, Yankee Stadium is empty. No one who's passing by is even bothering to go in. Do people care about baseball anymore? Okay. I don't think so. Okay, hang on. It's, it's, it's January. We don't. The, the, the season is over. Nobody should be going in to watch baseball at Yankee Stadium. And it's in the middle of the day, and it's Friday. Outside of baseball season. Okay, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The truth, of course, is that your lies about what happens here uh, at Yankee Stadium are well documented. First of all, yes, sure, there are fences and walls keeping people out of Yankee Stadium, but that's not the reason walls don't work. And I want to make one more thing clear. All of the things that I talk about in these incredible award-winning reports are not about the actual topics. They're about me. I want you to think about me. I, the news is about myself. I am the most important story here. I want you to look about me. I want you to think about me. I want you to dream about me. Shimaka is super here. Think about me every waking moment because that's all I care about. Live from New York, it's super here. Thanks, bud. Oh, man, I, 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 think, that, uh, I think that disease from CNN is starting to spread let me tell you uh about real estate agents i trust.com then back to the programming and why the president needs to pay attention to the economy and what it means for 2020 in just literally one minute first let me tell you if you're trying to sell your home please 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 go to real estate agents i trust.com we get letters in all the time and i want to read one from scott from tennessee He said, I can't speak highly enough about the service that I received from the very first email with realestateagentsitrust.com. I was contacted by a realtor named Jim from your network, guys. He said, I had a pretty big mess on my hands 
and received what amounted to free budgeting and investment advice during our meetings. He then proceeded to take a house that I had been stuck with and owed way too much money on, and he sold it in less than a week for more money than I thought he could ever get. He did such a fantastic job that I referred him to everybody I know, including my mom. Her house had been listed by multiple agents over several years. Jim just sold her house as well. So to sum up, thank you all for the service that you provide. That is the reason Tanya and I started realestateagentsitrust.com. We've been in Jim's position. We've been in that situation where you're like, oh, geez. These people that we have found all over the country that are real estate agents, they don't work for me. I'm a network that have assembled some of the best people around that listen to the show, have the same values that you have, and will sell your home. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Get moving. 10 seconds, station ID. The year was 1928. Amelia Earhart became the first woman to fly across the Atlantic. It was a year after Charles Lindbergh had become the first man to do so. The economy was booming. People had refrigerators for the first time. Americans were having their houses wired for electricity. America was experiencing a year with record low unemployment and record high household incomes. Now, 10 years before, after the wake of uh, World War One, America had experienced a financial crisis. We had a stock market crash and a depression deeper than the one that would be coming from 1918 to 1919. It was bad. But since the lows of that were short lived because, well, Calvin Coolidge uh, helped them recover by cutting spending and cutting taxes. Factories were booming. The stock market had increased over 400%. Companies were expanding and hiring. Now, leading up to the 28th presidential election, Calvin Coolidge had been a very popular president, but he, uh, he could have easily won re-election. But I think his son had just died, um, and he had also promised he would only serve one term, so he did. So he left. And Coolidge handed the reins of the Republican Party over to a young and very popular a uh, member of his cabinet, Herbert Hoover. Now, Hoover at the time in the 20s was known because he spearheaded the effort to save New Orleans and many other uh, cities around, along the Mississippi Delta. And he won the 1928 election in a landslide. 60% of the popular vote, 80% of the Electoral College. He was the first Republican ever to win Texas. He entered in 1929 with a 78% approval rating. Think of that. His first year in office was marked with yet further gains in stocks, more gains uh, in popularity. And in fact, at a, at a midsummer concert in Central Park, President Hoover went. This is 1929, in the middle of the summer of 29. Remember, the crash comes in October. He walked into Central Park, a Republican president, walked into Central Park. The standing ovation went on for 10 minutes. He was just sitting in the crowd. It was so bad he had to get up on the stage and say, please stop so we can listen to the concert. 
That's how popular he was. Now, in 1932, he loses to Franklin Roosevelt. Why? Hoover lost his reelection bid to Franklin Roosevelt in the worst defeat in the Republican Party history. He won all but six states in 1928. Four years later, he won only six states. Let me go to 1988. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan's popular VP, George Bush, ran against Michael Dukakis in 88. The 1980s economy, very strong. From 81 to 1988, the Dow had gained over 150%. Bush defeated Dukakis 426 to 111 on the electoral map, winning 40 out of the 50 states, including California. But four years later, Bush lost to Bill Clinton. He carried only 18 states. Most lopsided presidential election in history. 1972, Richard Nixon wins 46 out of the 50 states. He carried 520 of the country's electoral votes compared to 17 for McGovern. It was an early night. Nixon won California, Washington, Oregon, New York, Florida, Wisconsin, and Hawaii. Imagine a Republican carrying two of those states. And yet, just a few years later, Richard Nixon resigns in disgrace, one of the worst and least popular presidents in American history. So what is the moral here? What is the theme that runs through these stories that explains the dramatic falls from grace? From October 29 to 1931, the U.S. stock market lost 90% of its value. The crash that that launched the Great Depression. From 89 to 91, stocks declined 28%. Bush lost to Clinton. From 72 to 74, at Nixon's resignation, markets had lost 26%. That dramatic decline in stocks gave us the most dramatic reversal in political fortune history. Now, since Trump's election, stocks are still up but they are down 8% from their all-time highs since the fall of last year. Stocks are merely a barometer of what people are feeling. If people are feeling good, stocks are up, and the public is perfectly willing to ignore scandals. Ask Clinton. He was president during a stock boom. Nothing mattered. It's the economy, stupid. But when stocks are down, it indicates the public's mood has turned negative. And in that environment, presidents end up bearing the blame for how people feel. And like Nixon, scandals are not ignored. Scandals are going to come. They come with every president. And now with a Democratic Congress, more scandals are going to be happening. The president inherited a booming economy. He has made it better and rising stock markets and nearly a a decade um, since America's last financial crisis. Remember, 10 years before 1929, there had been a big crash, a depression, but it didn't last long. And from that depression in 1919 to 1929, 
stocks went up 400%. Since 2008 to 2018, stocks have gone up 400%. We possibly are headed for dicey territory. And if I am right, it doesn't mean just trouble for Trump. It means socialism will be very difficult for even Republicans to say we don't want any part of it. Please, Mr. President, please, above all things, make the economy your number one uh, issue. Please don't do anything that hurts the economy and do everything you can that makes it easier for people to do business. Thank you for cutting regulation. Thank you for cutting taxes. We should stay focused on those things while you continue to take care of things like the border, etc., etc. You got a lot on your plate, but you can do nothing if the economy begins to really nosedive. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So I was just, I was a pleasure to be around uh, for the last five years. I've just been joyful uh, and happy and uh, pain-free and just joking around with everybody or not, maybe Mm. the exact opposite, until I started taking Relief Factor. A relief factor is uh, is a I can't even say it's a drug. It's a it's a something that I take. I don't even know what you would call it. Something I take four times a day. It's all 100 percent natural ingredients. It was designed by doctors. But there's four key ingredients and these four key ingredients. What they do is they go in and they reduce inflammation. That's where most of our pain and the trouble with our bodies come from is from inflammation. Take Relief Factor. I tried it for three weeks. I went on to order more. I got my life back. Get rid of your pain. Give it a shot. Relief Factor. And live the life you want to live. ReliefFactor.com. You can subscribe at the Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Beck is the place to go. Use the promo code Beck and get 10 bucks off right now. So, Stu, I'm, I'm reading a... Uh, I'm reading a book, The Simple Economics of Artificial Intelligence, uh, because artificial intelligence is going to change uh, everything. And it, it is hit into something that is so basic, and I feel so stupid for not realizing this. But uh, I don't think, I mean, maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm alone. Maybe I'm just a, just a really dull knife in the drawer. How would you describe artificial intelligence? What is it? Uh <laughs> I mean, it's the process of computers, machines, learning, instead of just giving it, give, being given a task and executing it over and over again like computers do. Um, it is instead learning new ways to do it, the best ways to solve the problems. It's essentially a, a, the idea of a machine learning. No, that's what I would have said. Okay. But AI is actually nothing more than a prediction machine. Now, when you think of this, I want you to think about how frightening this is if you are living in China or you would live in a 1984 state. It's a prediction machine. And the more information you give it, the better its predictions become. 
Okay. Okay. So let's say you're living in China. Um, without any information, you go missing. Now the government's looking for you, and it doesn't have any information. Well, it's predicting. Okay, maybe they're at work. All right. That's us without all the information. The more information you give, the better the prediction is. So when you have access to all information, I can now monitor your emails. I can now monitor your friends. I can now monitor your energy usage. usage. I can monitor your credit cards. I can monitor um, what you've purchased, who your friends are. Has their hot water heater added more water, used more water? Uh, than they usually use, like there's a guest staying at the house. Now with all that, I can say, you know what? He's been talking to this person an awful lot lately. Um, he just bought a ticket to this part of town, and this friend who lives in that part of town, their water usage and electricity usage went up this morning, and their electricity was on, uh, their lights were on late, late, late last night after he disappeared. I think he's there. That's all AI is. It's predicting what's happening next. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like you'd say the same thing with like a purchase on Amazon, right? Like this person has purchased these 10 things that would lead me to believe I'm going to suggest this 11th thing because it seems like the pattern they would be. It's going to predict what I want to purchase. So they are getting now speaking specifically of Amazon. The predictions are getting so good that with just a little more information, because it needs two pieces of information. It needs, on general, when people buy this product, what else do they buy? Then it needs your buying habits. You, do you have that what else people normally buy? Are you like the average person? What makes you different? They now believe that they can get the prediction of the things that you also want. So when you go, if you, let's say you start to do Amazon grocery service. Okay. And you go in uh, and you start using Amazon grocery service and you still have to order. What will happen is you will go on and you say, I need bread. Then it'll say people who bought this also bought. And you'll be like, yes, I need milk too. Okay. Yes. And I need cheese. Yeah. I need the breakfast cereal and it will know what normal people do, but as it gathers more information on you, you're not really going to have to do a grocery list because it will know your buying habits, how often you buy them, when you have to have new Fruit Loops. You buy that every other time or twice a week or whatever it is. It will know you buy milk, but every other time you buy milk, you also buy Fruit Loops. And so it will start packaging. And so Amazon's going to be the first company that is going to be able to predict you so well that they are going to right now the 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 way everything is done is shopping and shipping. You shop, it ships. But prediction is going to become so good because they've gathered so much information on you. This is why Alexa is in your home. It's shopping. Alexa is in your home to listen to you because they're about to switch from shopping and shipping to shipping and shopping. They believe that they can predict you so well soon that they're just going to send you the groceries. They're just going to send you the things that they know you need. 
the things that they know, oh, this just came out, they are going to love this. And they will send it to you. And they, can, they feel they can handle about 4 to 5% of returns. That means they're going to be able to predict your shopping habits 95% of the time, and they're correct. So this is a prediction machine. That's, that's all it is. And it's getting so good, and it's changing so fast. For instance, uh, have you ever used translation services from Google? Yes, a, couple, a few times when okay. there's something, I, you know, that's the only place I know how to translate anything. Okay, so translation, <laughs> translation services from Google used to be horrible, used to be horrible. And it's kind of like, you know, they put, they, put those little, they put those little suggestions up in your email box. And it's not just to help you learn to write a better email or make it easier on your fingers to write an email. Mm-hmm. They're also, you're teaching it to predict you. So it goes in, and you might be doing a work email, and it might say, I love you. And you're like, why would I? No. But it's learning now you, this person, you never say I love you to. This category, that doesn't belong. Okay? And so it more it learns. And deep learning, um, deep machine learning is really starting to take off now. Let me show you how much it changes. So in 2000, I think it was 16, um, the snows of Kilimanjaro from Ernest Hemingway started like this. The, the actual original translation, Kilimanjaro is a snow-covered mountain, 19,710 feet high. It's said to be the highest mountain in Africa. That's how it starts. November 2016, it was like a Tuesday. Somebody went in, tried to translate that to Japanese, and it read this way. Kilimanjaro is 19,700 feet of the mountain covered in snow, and it is said to be the highest in Africa. Not a very good translation. No, and no. Is, is it only 19,000 that is covered in snow, or yeah. how, what, what is that, right? The very next day after putting in machine learning, translating it into Japanese, it went from that to Kilimanjaro is a mountain of 19,710 feet covered with snow and said to be the highest mountain in Africa. That's the right way, right? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. In one day, it changed. And it's only because it's, it added so much information about... Uh, the words and predictive words in Japanese that Google didn't have access to. It's changing so rapidly. The reason why I bring this up is because, A, it shows you how your habits are going to be, and it's, it's fascinating to me, your body only gets stronger if you change your exercise routine, Right? You go in and you do the same thing day after day after day after day. It, it, it eventually stops being effective. You have to change it up. You have to confuse your body. If you're eating and you're eating the same thing day after day after day, you have a harder time losing weight because you have to confuse your body. Your body gets used to things, right? It, it, the mind, it goes stale when you're not learning new things and you're not pushing the boundaries, right? 
We are so easily tracked because we're so predictable. The other reason why this is interesting to me is we're going to be asked in my lifetime, we're going to be asked to define life. We can't define it now even inside the womb of a woman. When AI passes the Turing test and you cannot tell the difference, is that because it has intelligence or just because it can predict what your next question is going to be and predict the answer that will satisfy you? There's no reason to it. It's not reasoning. It's just doing what it was trained to do. Predict you. It's saying the perfect thing that will make you think it has intelligence, essentially. Right. Because that's its goal, to predict you, to be able to model you, to be able to think like you. So what does that mean? It means we should have uh, a deep discussions on AI because it's just a predictive model. And so if it is tasked with, well, uh, remember that game where they said... uh, where it had to find the AIs uh, played characters and they had to uh, uh, create fuel. Oh yeah, that was the uh, that was a, it was a life uh, artificial life simulation, um, and survival in the game required energy, but childbirth didn't. So the AI to try to make this society work evolved into a sedentary lifestyle that consisted mostly of mating in order to produce new children which could be eaten. They solved the problem. You said uh, we needed energy, and you said it didn't cost any energy to give birth to something. So, nice and easy. They solved the problem. This is why you have to be aware of it. You have to be aware of it because it's not reasoning. It's not reasoning. It's just pursuing a goal. Yeah. It said like another one was uh, you can't be killed on level two. That was the goal to the computer. So to AI. And so AI, what they did is they got to the end of level one and just paused the game or crash the entire game. They found ways to crash the game because they didn't want to lose on level two. You told me not to lose on level two. So I'll pause it on level one or crash it on level one. I'll never lose on level two. We just found there was a story out today that uh, I think it was Google Maps found that they were taking uh, they were taking the the satellite uh, uh, photography, and they were having to they tasked AI with making these maps quickly, and translate this into a, like a Google Map. Well, it did, but it was leaving things out of the map like skylights. So if there was a building with a bunch of skylights or a bunch of things on top of a roof, it didn't have the time to complete the map. It was not told delete or take any shortcuts it was told do this it decided it cannot i can't complete that task and do everything so i don't think this is important and so it cheated it started doing something itself and leaving things off we just have to be extraordinarily careful as we get into ai Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. Um, It is really important that you do not get into a loan that is that's crazy. I told you about a J.P. Morgan uh, loan uh, that is I still have that here. Yeah, 
It's this crazy loan system that they've just come up with. A relationship uh, pricing. Oh, relationship pricing. That That sounds good. You're getting special deal, Glenn. Right, I am. Because I have a relationship with J.P. Morgan. Mm -hmm. And so I can take my 401k and I can just apply that uh, to my house. And so I can say, oh, there's my 20% down payment. It's it's, uh, what I have in the stock market. Now, on page three, the very last thing about this relationship pricing uh, says managing collateral. The value of securities in your pledged asset account, if it falls below the required minimum, you will be asked to post additional collateral. But if you don't, your pledged securities may be sold to satisfy such obligation, and you will not be entitled to choose which assets are sold. Wait, what? What's this? Now, I saw this. I got this letter in from J.P. Morgan, and then I saw this on a a millennial website as an ad, and it was smart investing. It was how millennials can get a house. And I thought, oh, my gosh, are you so stupid? Do you not remember what happened in 2008? Doing it all over again. Doing it all over again. American financing does not play any of these games. They work for you. They don't work for anybody else. They work for you. There's no kickbacks. There's no bonuses for signing certain loans. They're looking for the right loan for your family. Americanfinancing.net. If you want a secure loan, you want the right loan, it's Americanfinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, there is uh, there is something to watch uh, this weekend. I want you to keep an eye on France to see if there are runs on the banks in France. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, it will be a gigantic story in the markets on Monday. Um, they are expecting a very big and violent weekend in France with the yellow vests um, and um, and what they are working on. But they are now trying intentionally, openly trying to collapse the euro. And they're asking anybody who supports them to take 20 percent of their money out of the European banks this weekend. But that in cryptocurrency, if that would happen, which I don't think most people will do, um, if that would happen, it would cause possibly a collapse and a run on the banks in in france and possibly in europe blah 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 let's talk about something important like what i learned on msnbc last night and maybe we can get into this on monday yeah uh that apparently the president does not want people of color living in the united states now sure that might seem like a claim with absolutely no evidence behind it however Mm -hmm. a democratic congressperson said it on msnbc so it has Uh, to be true uh, see well i'm kind of a pinkish color uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I bet he wouldn't mind if I moved. <laughs> if I moved away, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It's possible. Uh, either that or that's ridiculous. <laughs> MSNBC, stop it. That's ridiculous. You're listening to Glenn Beck.